Rat-a-tat-tat. We are back. Bet you didn't expect that. I, I, I bet I you did didn't not. expect that. I did not. That was good. That was weird, but also it's, it's, there's a reason for it. This is Bailey and Harper, episode 47, and uh, I'm jumping it's in. after dark, too. I'm, well, after dark, too. That always matters. But, uh, no, I'm jumping in. The, the rat-a-tat-tat was because this is the AK-47 episode of Bailey and Harper, a.k.a. Andre Karolinko. Oh, <laughs> that was good. You like that? That was good. You like that? I Andre do. Karolinko. Andre Karolinko. That was good. Thanks, I, man. I liked him. I, oh, man. That guy. It was fun to watch. He Six, was. Yeah. I was a Lakers fan, so he was always getting on my nerves, but I respected <laughs> his game wholeheartedly. Oh, he was tough. He knew he was going to bring it. Yes. He was tough. And th- I'm, look, I've got to Google this now, too, because I, it just occurred to me. Isn't it the story goes, his, he got the, his wife gave him an annual hall pass? Remember this? That was him, right? Yes. That's awesome. It's legendary. <laughs> now, I should, that we should is probably true stay away well. from that conversation, just you know, to keep our own safety in mind. I um, appreciate that. But, yeah, no, that's very generous of her, to Andre Karolinko, to get that annual hall pass. And, gentlemen, if you know, you know. If not, I'm, if you don't, I'm not explaining it to you. <laughs> um, so, 47 for me, Andre Karolinko, what you got? So, initially, 47, first name comes in the head is Joey Browner. Ooh. Safety Ooh. for the Minnesota Vikings. I like that. So that's who initially who I come with because I used to play with him and I really liked his game on the video game. That's a good one. Um, How about Mel Blunt? That's another great one. Yeah, so I thought you might like when that. When you one. actually pull up the names, you know, Mel Blunt's going to be one of the first names that pop up. Love yeah. it. Mel Blunt. Of course. Like, but Joey he was, I, I never actually watched him play. I only heard about him and saw how, like, him oh, just yeah. destroy people at times. Yeah, oh, no, you and I are not, not quite old enough to have really yeah. watched him play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I don't think but so. But Joey Browner, I, I did at least the tail end. I was just video gaming, and it wasn't like Minnesota was always showing up in Alabama on our local TV back then. So, All right, buddy, we got good. things to talk about. All right, man, let's jump in. I don't mean, I don't mean to it. get, like, jumping into stuff, but, uh, boy, Urban Meyer is, uh, well, he's fired. We got to start there. First of all, you, I know you weren't calling me boy, but you're just saying, like, boy, we got to talk about this stuff. Yeah. Okay, I just – because for those people that might be listening, like, dude, did he just call Roman boy? No. You think people would think that? I'd hope not. I'm just – I don't think I've ever done that. Uh, you haven't. Man, you made it weird now. Anyway, <laughs> no, so, so Urban <laughs> – so Urban, Me or Urban? Right, Urban Who got, made it weird, me or Urban? What, who's what? Ur- me or Urban. What Urban about? made it weird. Go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, no, Urban made the whole thing weird. At the Chop House to begin with. With uh, his non-wife, that was uh, that. Well, it didn't start there. It started well, with no. It started man. with hiring a, a, a strength and conditioning coach that had just been fired now for established, true. documented, you know, uh, and behavior look, that was. You're racist going into an bigger. NFL locker room. It's well, different. Like he, but he looked it's at men. that guy that, that got fired at Iowa and said, "Yep, that's the guy I want to, to come with me to my first NFL job." Should have been a red flag, like a really big red flag. Um, I know he's your boy, and I respect him, but you know he went right to the Tebow well immediately, um, which we all kind of figured it would end the way that it did. And then, you know, just a series of things where he's, I'm out of order, but berating coaches, kicking kickers. The man kicked his kicker in the hamstring. <laughs> I mean, I, what the fuck is that? First of all, the kicker, Josh Gatto, who I think I heard is the fourth most accurate kicker of all time, maybe in NFL history, really talented guy. Um, I'm shocked, A, that this didn't come out sooner, and B, how did he not fight Urban Meyer? when he got kicked by another grown man because he apparently was pissed off enough to tell well, him number one because he's the kicker well fine but he's still a grown man with some pride right like i'm not trying to like tough guy the conversation i'm saying like i would expect someone to fight urban meyer if well they, urban know he can who he can kick too 
But to hear the stories of how it's been since the beginning, there's no way that the, the guys in that locker room weren't already – they'd laughed at the man when he tried to explain why he got busted at the chop house, you know, grabbing some chick's ass that wasn't his wife. Pardon me being very colloquial there. But, like, like it, it, they laughed him out of the room. Or apparently, the way, like, he gave a two-minute well, explanation. Because I wasn't there, <laughs> it's all speculation to me. Oh, no, that's been confirmed. No, no, I'm just saying, like, that's been confirmed. It happened. And so, like, I heard Pat McAfee talking about it today, too. You know, his breakdown was hysterical. But, like, this guy waltzed into an NFL organization and not only thought he was just going to run shit, he, w- he went in and told them that basically the NFL does business wrong. He didn't like the way they did contracts and that they needed to change things. And, like, the, the, the arrogance of a guy to do something like that. So, it makes like, what else is going to come I didn't even out? know he did that. Yeah. No, no. He, he basically said he didn't like the Look, way that they handled free agents in the NFL and that, that the contract situations needed to change and that uh, they were doing it wrong. I don't think he did himself any favors at any point in time since he's had this job. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that I would just lead off by saying that. I wasn't there for all these situations. I do know what the NFL locker room yep. is like and how respect is earned, never given, that you have to earn your way there. You have to learn how to be a man because it's a grown man league. Like people are having jobs, like this is how they provide solely for their family. Like this is what mm-hmm. they do. Yep. And not only the players, but like every single person in that building. You know what I mean? And the ball like carries the whole, like everybody, you know? It carries the whole um, organization. Like when you fumble, like you fumble, like the whole organization loses, Yes. you know? So, you know, you're responsible and people look up to you to do these things right. And he just, look, getting caught in the club, that was one thing. I mean, you can go on and on, but, like, he doesn't come off as a genuine good person. Guy. No, he's a bad guy. I don't know him. You see, Dan Orlovsky went off this morning on ESPN about it. And, and I, I respect you. This is one thing I do respect a lot about you. And I'm this way as well, but I don't always, or I don't know that I always vocalized it as much until I met you. And it's important because I try to always remove myself from those, these kind of situations, if you will, in these conversations. I'm being long-winded. The point is, you always point out, I wasn't there. You always point out the things that you don't know or weren't present for. And those things are important to reemphasize here. Correct. But I will speak for myself and say, there's a short list of guys that I cover in this business. Most of them are coaches. But a very short list of guys. That you know me. I don't slander people. I try to be fair to everybody. Thousand percent. But I could I feel comfortable saying objectively, yeah, he's a bad dude. Urban Meyer's a bad dude. <laughs> he is. He's and Dan Orlovsky said the same thing this morning, and I'm just citing him because he said it very loudly this morning. But I mean lots of people He also has a platform to do it. Urban has an established pattern of behavior. Everywhere yes. he goes, controversy follows yes. him. He had three dozen players arrested at Florida. I mean that you could go back further than that. It's it's a pattern of behavior. It's who he is. And so I, I don't spend well, a whole- I, So I, I also feel that, then this is my opinion, the, the perception I get from it, is that it's about him. Absolutely. Always. It's about him. First and foremost. And what he wants to have. And, like, it's not a mutual thing. And the first way to lose a locker room is to come in and talk about how you do things, right, and not how we do things or how oh, yeah. we can – do a certain things, right? And, like, how – why do we have to get in line? You know what I mean? Like, maybe you should get to know us as well because we were here first, right? Yep. And a lot of these guys make more money than you, all right? So that's another factor in the 
some of these talks, and they mean more to this organization than you do. So it has to be some type of bridge because if you don't, if the players don't respond to you, if they don't vibe with you, they won't play for you. No. They'll no. only go so far. And then all of a sudden it becomes that, you know what, I got to do what's best for me. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. at the end of the day, you do. It's a business. Well, it's like it you said in the beginning. He's in a place, well, he was, where it's not the guys around him talking about, you know, the party that night or, you know, going home to mom and dad's for, for winter break. Mm-hmm. It's individual fathers making decisions for their families in the offseason, free agent, where are they going next? Are they going to move? They got school decisions. They got everything else going on. So you're much more of your peers, right? You don't do the same things. That guy has ultimate control, right, at the end of the day. Yes. But you're much more peers at, at that level. Like it's it's the men's league. That's yeah, what it, that's we don't what it is. I don't call you I don't call you coach. I call you Urban. Right. There you go. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Right. And so you know more about this than anybody, most everybody <laughs> out there listening, but it's like it couldn't have been more obvious to all of us from the beginning that like you and I talked about off the air. And Look, I, when I hear that he's calling, like how does it get out that and he's over like, well, I mean, if they're if 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 we heard of who's leaking stuff, he they're, they're out of here that second. Yeah. All right. I'm like, look, how do you control, man? You got to vibe with the locker room, like I'm saying, like these leaks and all this other stuff. First of all, I just wish if it wasn't true, right? Then he should say that. But the fact that he doesn't even say that means it's probably true, Kyle. Okay. Well, right. Where are you calling yeah. your coaches idiots? I'm like, bro, <laughs> how do you, they, they, yo guys, what are you talking about? I know. I know. I, I well, that, you, you hire like, these guys. Yeah. Like that, how are you that unaware? You can't be that, you can't lack that much self awareness. You can't. At this point, Kyle, I was like, so, so when the, the, the female situation happened at the beginning, I was like, bro, I, he does not deserve to get fired. He's, his punishment should he have to stay there and work through this, right? Don't let him get that out. That <laughs> well, was my initial thing. Now, but, Kyle. But now. So, so now it continues to go. And at this point, I'm like, dude, he tried his best to get fired. I, yeah, I, you and I agree on this. I just hope, I hope Khan doesn't have to pay his buyout. I said it on the show all week. And so I'll say, I've never up until this instance, I've never actually looked at a situation, even one really bad, and thought, yeah, that guy's – trying to get himself fired like he doesn't want to be there and i don't he, I, I until thought this, he was i don't think i don't think he tried to hunt. i think he might have shown up to jacksonville wanting to give this a shot yeah I but agree. i think he figured out pretty quickly or early on he didn't really want to do this right and so when you when you're saying things basically like the nfl needs to change the way it does business because you don't like the way the contracts work well welcome to the nfl dude like i don't know what you're what you think is going to happen. I mean, there's – you can drop it in the complaints box, but I don't think Roger's going to read them anytime soon. And so, I mean, everything that – well, it's a clusterfuck. And, well, and so, like, and the, then – Did you see the interview with Daryl Bevel today or when he was doing the press conference? No. Some reporter – I thought it was actually inappropriate, but turned out to be hilarious. Some reporter said, did you know that you actually have a chance to have more wins as the interim coach of the Jaguars than Urban did as the head coach? And – like, that's a question that, again, I don't think is really appropriate for that setting. I don't know what you expect him to say. But Daryl Bevel laughed at that. So, what, not you think anybody in that building was sad to see Urban go? Not a single person was sad to see him go. Daryl Bevel laughed at that joke during the, the, the introductory press conference today, or during that press conference. That tells you that they didn't 
care one bit if he left. Not only that, but the coaches were talking too to their buddies. Oh yeah. That is how all this stuff gets out. So as a Virginia Tech guy, their tight ends coach Tyler Bowen who, is our, is our new offensive have? coordinator. Like who's on the staff? Did he not know his staff? Well, point the Tyler Bowen is the. New I don't off- know anything about Jacksonville like this. I, I, I know. There's, but the one I'm, anecdote here is that Tyler Bowen's the new offensive coordinator at Virginia Tech. It just got mm-hmm. announced last week. Well, he's supposed to finish the season with the Jacksonville Jaguars before he can start as the OC in Blacksburg. You think he wants to hang around? Has been wanting to hang around for this shit show when he could go get started on his next job? Like, that's got to be miserable going to work every day. It's probably got a lot easier now. No, today, yeah. Today, yeah, probably got a lot easier. Today now. got a lot easier, but yesterday probably sucked, and a whole bunch of days before that, too. Now, he probably likes the guys that he works with, the position group and all those guys, but still. That's what it's about, man. Yeah. Hey, what hey, is, man, when, 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 when you're going through a tough season, man, the guys in the room mean the most. Like, those are the things that get you through it. Those, like, you know – after the meetings, hanging out, still just oh, talking. Yeah. The camaraderie. Yeah, the camaraderie, the locker room. You talk to all, any, any guy who, you know, never that's played beyond high school, they tell you the same thing. It's the bus rides, it's the locker room, it's Man. all that. that. That's what guys miss and love about it the most. I don't know. Like, Urban seems like – Urban loves to have a good time. I know that. I don't that. miss it like that, but – But I that's think, what I'm saying. But, like, Urban yes. loves – but is he one of those guys? Does he have the camaraderie? Did he have ever develop any camaraderie with those guys? Because he was used to being a dictator at the college level where – you know, 18 to 22-year-old guys just did what he told them to do. So, does is he done coaching or – Hell no. Because somebody that thinks they can make some amount of money by putting him back on a screen or back on a sideline will absolutely hire him. Screen, There's no question. I could totally I see. saw there was a report today that uh, Fox might put him back on their, uh, their big noon kickoff or whatever they're – There's no doubt he's going to go back. I, I mean, I that just – I guess, sure – if, if it's all about ratings, yeah, I get it, maybe. But otherwise, I don't have any interest in what Urban Meyer has, has to say. Really. <laughs> I mean, I might catch the occasional clip on Twitter, but I'm not tuning in. I don't want to watch that. I'm good. But you seen, have you seen the um, – remember the segment he did? And I've got to find it. I can't remember what it's called. He did a segment on that, that pregame show before he uh, came back off the sidelines. They did, I forget who the team was, but they asked him to break down basically the traits of a dysfunctional locker room. And there's a graphic going around of him describing like poor communication, lack of trust, all these, all the things that have gone wrong under him in Jacksonville. <laughs> and so, of course, it's being circulated on the internet now. And but that, that's, yeah, sure. I guess they're going to put him back on. But to answer your question, yes, yeah, someone will absolutely hire him. It's going to happen if it hasn't already. He probably already has a gig lined up. I guarantee it. Yes. Well, I'm not shocked by anything, Kyle. No. No, I'm not. I've seen too much go on in football. I've paid too much attention to it. You seem desensitized right now. I am. I'm completely just like. So what will what will sensitize you right now? What do you want to talk about? Um, does Urban not strike your fancy? No, Urban. I mean, it he does. He kicked his kicker, Roman. I, I'm just not. I'm just not surprised. I'm he not kicked, shocked. You're not. So you're not surprised that he kicked his kicker. I am surprised. That, First of all, I, not I'm, only that, but then like it was. It doesn't come off as like a playful. You know what I'm saying? Like. You, you, know, like you know, he also kicking. ran around. He wouldn't call him by his name. To hear Josh Lambeau tell it, he referred to him as kicker all the time. And this is the, like, fourth most accurate kicker in NFL history, I know, percentage-wise. And, and so league, when bro. I hear these stories, I'm like, bro, this is bad. How did someone not fight him? I think at some point, that's why Khan had to let him go, because somebody eventually probably would was. Have. Yeah, probably somebody eventually would. You know what I'm did, you, did you see him shake hands with Mike Vrabel at the end of the I game? I heard he didn't even want to shake hands with him. He looked, I, I mean, 
like sleepwalking but angry like he, he barely and I don't it's not an issue with Rabel like I mean obviously those guys I don't know what their relationship is I've doesn't matter yeah but like he just strolled he was his DC at one point like he was completely in another universe staring off into the sunset and just briefly acknowledged Mike Rabel and kept walking and he just looked like the most miserable person I've ever seen on a football field and I, I was, and I think we all probably knew before that, but that was the moment where I think most people said, "Yeah, that's that's over. Like it might last to the end of the season, but that's over. There's yeah. no way that can keep happening." My boy JD said the same thing. He was like, "Dude, you got it. Like he's like that handshake was terrible. Like he looked miserable. He looked miserable. And like last thing that I wanted to, to add or touch no, I on, I just saw it. You saw it? Yeah. How awful does he look? Terrible, bro. It's like, <laughs> see, Brable's a nice guy, and you didn't even want to like stay. right. Right. Exactly. And Vrabel didn't care. Like, he, he gets it. Like, I mean, but still, he looks miserable. Yeah. But, so, but go back to the night that he got busted with definitely not his wife. Right. And he was in his restaurant and he came back and made all those excuses and whatnot. You and I had a great fun time. We had a great deal of fun on that episode talking about that. But <laughs> think, think about the fact, again, that you just went on the road. You lost. Right. You're supposed to be the captain of this ship. You don't think all these other grown men on your roster have, they like to fly out to wherever they want to go, fly back home, fly to go vi- they're going back with the team, but you, the captain of the ship, now you're going to hang around, stay home, you know, hang with the and grandkids. And then get caught. Then get busted. And, th- and <laughs> get then, caught. Then walk into a meeting room, which, again, pretty well documented, and, you know, didn't really address anything. He Let's didn't get- address it. Yes, I forget about that. And then when he walked out, the players busted out laughing, and he was just on the other side of the door. So if they're laughing at you, good luck getting Why the Why didn't he you. address it? I mean, did you see the press conference where he was like shuffling and, you know, he was like, yeah, I just, you know, uh, and he starts, first of all, he started rattling off all the people that he he apologized to. And then like after 17 people, he was like, oh, my, my wife, um, you know, <laughs> it, was the, it was the worst apology. The, every, everything about Urban Meyer packed more just, I, I mean, cluster into 13 weeks of an NFL season. I mean, just a wreck of a head coaching team <laughs> that I thought was humanly was- possible. I mean, I, look, I'm not even mad that the owner, like, brought him in. Like, I'm not even mad because I wanted to see it too, but I just didn't know. It, like, pretty early, it was some bad red check oh, uh, marks. Yes, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it was like it didn't start off good. It didn't do – and where are you going with this decision and, you know, and this one. And I, I was like – and it never got better. It never took off, Kyle. You're right. And I'm They t- did win a game or two. <clears throat> So, I mean, Trevor Lawrence. Yep. He's the happiest man in Duval County today. He's the happiest man in Duval. Well, I still haven't seen – Sorry. I've never seen him in an interview. Like, he never gets interviewed this year because nobody watches and they're not that good. Didn't Urban have a policy at Ohio State, probably in Florida, where where freshmen couldn't do interviews? Didn't he have that policy? He? He He might have. Now, of course, you can't stop Trevor Lawrence from doing interviews, but that's the first thing I thought of. Anyway, I'm going to tee you up for this then because I, I was talking about this on the show today, and every day I'm talking about Matt Rule, you know, and the Panthers. Oh. And so today – Yeah, we can go there too. Uh, Michael Lombardi – I know, I'm going to tee you up. So Michael Lombardi, you know, Michael Lombardi, former Browns GM. He comes uh, on your show every week. Uh, not just mine. He goes on a lot of shows. He's uh, okay. GM Shuffle Podcast. Uh, Lombardi was – he is. Yeah, he was on his podcast today. And they were talking about the urban thing, and they start talking about college coaches making the jump. And somebody put up a really interesting graphic about this earlier in the morning or this morning. I'm gonna try to find it. But um, so Lombardi starts talking about this, and he says, "Look, it, it's not fair to 
lump Urban Meyer in with the all college coaches this type of conversation. And then he said basically Urban, um, you know, is not a he he's not a football guy like in terms of knowing football like he's he's not a high level tactical coach. You know, Urban was a you know commanding culture recruit five star guys. You know, he he was that kind of guy. Basically, the point was. You know, he is not a brilliant football mind. And that's a part of the reason that he didn't work in the NFL. And I'm butchering what Mike Lombardi had to say. But uh, ultimately what he said was, he goes, Matt Rule's having a bad year. He said, but Matt Rule knows a lot about football. He said, now, I think Matt, he said, I think Matt's going to have success and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he said, you know, Matt knows a lot about football. He's having a tough year. Urban's not a guy that you look at and say, yeah, he's got an extremely high football IQ. He was very good at, you know, leading and commanding and, and recruiting, obviously, and, you know, selling a program and those sorts of things, but that he's kind of cut from that different cloth. Now, Matt Rule, people, a lot of people have different issues with Matt Rule right now, but I actually agree with him, and I said this today, that I don't think the issue, for me anyway, is whether or not Matt Rule can teach football, can coach football. I think they've had player evaluation problems already, and mm-hmm. that's really standing out right now, and yep. they obviously have a quarterback problem. And then you got Christian McCaffrey being hurt for the majority of the time that he's been here now. So they've got a lot of problems, and some of those are self-inflicted that he himself has caused. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would argue, and that's what he was saying, I think, in part two, is that Matt Rule could coach. Matt Rule actually knows a lot about football. Thousand, I, I, would, I would not say you're wrong about that They've at all. whiffed on not some once. player evaluations really badly. Like, they made their yes. offensive line, which was kind of middle of the road last year, awful. I mean, they've made it <laughs> so much worse. And they've been shuffling quarterbacks through since he got here. That's a massive problem. And so because those are such big, glaring issues that have absolutely rocket torpedoed everything else, nobody really wants to talk about the fact that the defense has gotten a lot better in less than two years. Like, you don't give them credit for fixing the special teams issues. That, yes, they actually kind of caused in the beginning, if you want to look at it that way, by letting Graham Gano walk. But even back then, you know, the, uh, the rationale was right. Find a young, cheap kicker. So you don't have to pay yours three-plus whatever million dollars a year, and he's got a lot of knee problems. They just picked the wrong kicker. They let Harrison Bucker go to Kansas City <laughs> after they drafted him, and they ended up with Joey Sly. So <laughs> then it was a revolving door, but they found a new guy. Like, they evaluated the position. They found a guy. Lachlan Edwards, the pun- I know we're talking about kickers here, but, like, Lachlan Edwards has been a really good and punter. You know how I feel about talking. Well, I know. I know, but he's. I'd rather talk about. You've got to flip the field so guys like you can make big plays on defense, right? I, I'd rather flip. The, yeah, I'd rather do punters. No, yes, I get it. But so what I'm saying is, but they found a good punter. So like they've done some good work and they've done some good defensive evaluation. Guys like Keith Taylor, I think Phil Hoskins is a great, uh, you know, good pickup. So, but they have just whiffed on the offensive line, or, or at least made it really bad this year, and that that's a big criticism. It's I would valid. also say, I mean, the trades. And the moves that they've done gives the appearance that they're trying to win now. Absolutely. All right? So when you – it'd be different if you just kind of sat back, right, and just took your lumps and then be ready to go in two years because that's what I said. I'm going to give Matt Rule two years. I'm not going to judge anything because they're not even supposed to win the division until Drew Brees and Tom Brady retires. Right. Okay? Yep. That's what I initially said. So he's still in the two-year period. But Kyle trains off the tracks. Kyle, they stink. Okay, right now they, they are a bad football team. Oh yeah, I just watched the game. I was at the game versus um, Atlanta Falcons. So they make a lot of mistakes offensively and defensively. All right, I thought I didn't love the game plan versus Matt Ryan defensively. 
Um, Which I, is strange because they held him to his lowest yardage output when they saw him in Atlanta like two months ago. Like, I mean, they absolutely dominated I, that offense. I thought I, the first drive, I thought they let Matt get into too much rhythm. They were playing too much man on third down. And all they did was throw out the, uh, the one guy. The oh, C.J. Henderson. No. They, they picked on they, Henderson They early. threw at him too. But uh, the other guy, he's a Temple guy. Oh, um, uh, not Sam Franklin. Uh, 39. Or 29. Oh, what a temple guy. Are you talking about? What's the temple uh, corner? Or Boye? Who you talking about? No, not AJ Boye. It's another guy. It's I'm gonna have to look him up. Where's my phone? No, anyway, anyways, we'll we'll figure it out. Go so, ahead. so they played a little bit too much man early, and let Matt Ryan get into a, a kind of a, a feel, and then all they had to do was just protect for a second, and then they the guys in Carolina can cover. They don't throw stuff on Gilmore. He's a Hired assassin. As no right one now. should. He's a hired assassin. The more you throw at him, he's gonna pick it off. He's just he still got game, bro. He just didn't <laughs> want to play in New England anymore. Right. And he's just here on the one year, just like ready to bounce. He's not staying here. I'm sorry. Um, he's a really, really good. He's by far the top corner. And it sucks that you got Jackson out for the year. So it's been a lot of injuries as well. But the one concern that I have is they're not getting better, Kyle. Yeah, which is weird, and that's they're because, not getting better. Because they that's got, always they got a problem, year, right? I mean, that's weird. Yes. So why are they not responding to? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you don't want to lose a locker room either. Yep. Because once you lose a locker room, it, you can't get it back. I know it's the NFL. We can have some turnover, and but when you lose it once, how do you get it back? So they have to respond. They need to win a game, Kyle. Yeah. They need to win a game. And you look at his tough road. I mean, they got a tough stretch down. The, the, you know, the only reason people thought that they, the Panthers had a chance to, to get to the playoffs this year because, number one, they had an extra spot. And number two is that they had such an easy part of the schedule early that you could stack up some wins, get confident. They started out undefeated. Yep. And then all of a sudden it has just been unraveling since that moment. No doubt, man. It's uh... – Believe me, I live it every day. These people, I know, are, and uh, they're relentless here, Kyle. I try and listen to you guys. Some people I'm are there, driving the car. There's some really. But, look, I'm trying to be respectful about it, but I'm also when I see him, I saw Coach Rule yelling. Look, they're not responding right now. They need to do something to get a spark, anything. All right, I, I thought they, I thought they hand the keys over to Cam way too soon. And I told you they were going to do it. Yep. And I said it was they should not do it. Continue to let P.J. Walker be there. He's been the guy. He's been through training camp. He's like, let Cam get in shape and learn how to play this offense. Boom. They didn't do it. And now you're trying to, oh, we want to do a quarter. And two now they're going back like, to it. And now you're back to it. I'm like, you should have did that from the start. Right. You went out there and rushed the whole process, and you messed it up. Well, so when people are mad now, and they've made people mad because they're actually doing the right thing right now. Is You shouldn't have to do this in the NFL, right? Yeah. You should but never, it's too late, though. So, so people are mad. Well, look at this college guy trying to run a two-quarterback. No, he, they actually have to, and it's dumb, and they shouldn't have to. But right now, if you want Cam Newton to play, they have to, right? Because And, and the people are mad now, and again, they've done this, I believe, because as you said – they handed Cam the ball against Washington. They gave him the whole game. They handed Cam the ball against Miami. They basically gave him the whole game until he was so bad they had to put P.J. in, right? Yeah. When they sh probably should have been doing that then. And so now that they've gone back to it, you got these people saying, well, he's just trying to, he's trying to uh, hold Cam back or he doesn't like Cam. And, you know, why, how could he not know the two-minute offense? First right of now? all, first Bro, of all. Bro, this is his training camp. Like, first it, of all, Cam doesn't know I, this I offense. Don't, I don't 
care if he likes Cam or not. Right. All right. That's number one. The goal is to win football games. Cam probably don't like him either. All but right. They, but you know what the <laughs> thing is? They're they, they're saying the exact same things. They're on the same page. Yeah. It's look. We have to play better. Right. All right. We have to play better. The Panthers need to play better, bro. They stink right now as a team, all right? And they need to win some games and do it. And defensively, you need to call some turnovers. They need to be just more disruptive. Yep. They need to find a way to make some stops on third down because they didn't slow Atlanta down. And Atlanta's not a good team. I'm sorry, people. Atlanta's not a good team. They're, and when you not. get beat bad at home, beat down, it was a beat down. They beat them. That pick six changed a lot of things. Hey, look. I mean, it happened. I know. <laughs> so I know. Yes, it's momentum. You know, boom, boom, and, the, and it was bad. It was the score was not the the game was not as close as the score. But you know, it was encouraging. And I don't know if you feel the same way. What was their opening drive was fantastic. Yeah, um, but yeah, but they just on. threw they, it out wide, and Atlanta eventually adjusted. I knew, and that's fine. I mean, it was like a first fifteen thing, but but then they came out at the start of the second half and did it again. And that's been this team's, this offense's biggest problem. They've been the worst third quarter or third quarter scoring team in the league all year long. So they came out, put together a really nice drive. But between the turnovers and then falling behind and, you know, having to get away from the run, you know, and look, football games aren't perfect. You've got to be able to adjust. And that's a thing that they also haven't always done well this year. But um, I did think that offensively, Sunday was actually kind of encouraging. They threw for well over 200 yards. And that's the first time they've done that since week four. Week four. <laughs> Dude, since the last time they threw for over 200 yards. They got to be last in the NFL in passing. Uh, I'll look it up, but I mean, I would assume so. It's, it, it's not good. I mean, No, that, that's awful. Kyle, I didn't even know that. So, and so like, how? How? Like, why are they struggling uh, so much? And, I mean, they bring in. You want to go back through the whole season of everything? No, man, I don't. I don't care that much. I, I just think I, <laughs> I don't care that much. I, I really don't. I, I just sorry, know that this. was funny. That was funny. It's just. You know, I got Sam Darnold on my fantasy team. He's on IR. Are they bringing him back? It, oh, he's. I bet you he plays again. But then the crazy thing to me is just like, no, do you trust what Matt Rule says when he says what, anything on the microphone? Do you trust? Can I be totally honest with you? Please. I, I don't put much stock into much of anything that football coaches say at a podium. And that's bad as someone who works in the media. But yeah, I've is. been doing it long enough. And I know that sounds cynical, and it probably shouldn't, because there are coaches who say interesting things. And I'm not saying I can never take anything from it. It's not that it's not that I don't care about any of it. What I'm saying is – You know what, Coach? I, I, let a lot of real. It, I let it go in one ear and out the other, most of it. Okay. Because I don't – football is such a secretive, proprietary sport anyway. They don't want to tell you things. Like, I mean, you got coaches that don't want to release depth charts – you know, or, or rosters before games. Like, they don't want to tell you anything. So That's they're, true. they're going to every length that they can to tell you as little as possible. Because it's an advantage. So how much mind. can you possibly glean from most things that they're saying? So, again, this is not to say that all coaches are liars or that nothing they say is interesting. It's that I just don't get too worked up by it anymore. So and, and I'm again, with you on that. That's a great place to be, though. And, and I think some people are – and I know people are different because they don't do what I do or what you do, and we just see things differently. That's all. But I don't get too worked up about it. So what I, when I watch him, what I think is that he overtalks. I think he. I, I think he does over. He tries to explain right. the hell out of everything, and for some people, 
that comes across as disingenuous. It comes across as being slick, you know, trying to sell. So I don't know. Like people in- interpret those things differently. Yeah. I just the more, the more you give them. Right. right exactly. And by, so, all accounts, the, by all accounts, Matt Rule's a nice guy, family man. Like no, no one has nasty things to say about no, Matt Rule. No, no, You know, it's like, you know, less is more. Yeah. He just, he's a guy who over talks, over explains. He's from New York City. He's a fast talking dude from New York City. Like, I mean, that's what he is. And so for some people, that's. It just you know people have different personality traits you called me transactional once upon a time and it took me back and i was like wait a minute that's a bad thing but no it's how you see it and i think you're actually correct about that in a lot of ways so i don't know i guess we're all there are people who know bill belichick that think he's warm and cuddly (laughs) seriously yeah i I agree you know like i said man less is more sometimes and i especially and another thing is kyle is you have to win the podium dude you have to win the podium do you? Yes, you do. I mean, some dudes do. Some dudes can. You have to. Because d- when you're not winning. You've got to be people- really good if you don't. Yeah. You've got to be really good if you don't. Yes. I'll put it that way. Because, yes. like, uh, there's been plenty. Like, Hugh Jackson can win a podium. Can't win a football game. Exactly. Right. But you can keep him around because he can win a podium. No, you can't. He was, like, 1 in 31. Dude, he won in what? 32. Exactly. He got 33 games, bro. Because he was a nice guy. I don't know if that was his record. I think it's close. Like 3-32 and 32 or something. It wasn't good. It was really bad. And by the way, congratulations to him. He's at Grambling State right now, which uh, – should we talk about Dion and, and no Jackson doubt. State? I think we should. Are we good on the Panthers? Because I, totally I get enough of that every day. I, I got called a Matt Rule homer the other day. It's, it's hilarious. And I mean, you can't take up for him right now. His, look, you are what your record is. Absolutely. And, you and are what your record is. I couldn't is. agree with that more. My point, and it's the last one I'll make, is that it's in everybody's best interest for them to figure it out. Because blowing it up and starting over sucks, you know, and statistically speaking, like statistically speaking, Matt Rule as a college guy wasn't ever going to make it. Statistically speaking, I think the number was uh, the new owners on their first hire. So owners that took control of teams for the first time, the first hire that they made in head coaching, overwhelmingly it failed. They got it wrong and they had to hire somebody else. So statistically, the odds were stacked against Matt Rule as it is. But it's in everybody's best interest for them to figure it out. Because if you have to go hire somebody else, well, statistically speaking, that guy's probably not going to be great because there are very few great coaches in the NFL. So that guy's going to want to start over with his own philosophy, his own people, his own players. He's going to want patience. He's going to struggle early on. So it's just a cycle that you get into. So you and I talk about patience at college football, right, all the time. Oh, my gosh. And so I'm not saying that Matt Rule deserves The other biggest difference between college and NFL – it's like in the NFL, one person cutting that check. Yep. <laughs> in college, everybody's cutting the check in their share. And it matters who's cutting the check because yes. think about it this way. I, people been, I get this. People saying, uh, Matt Rule, guy, they should have never signed him to a seven-year contract. Bro, it doesn't. They could have signed him to a 73-year contract. If David Tepper is willing to pay the buyout to make him go away, then it doesn't bother you or matter to you at exactly. all. Exactly. And David Tepper is the richest owner in the NFL, and he's the greatest investor of all time. He'll make that money back in a week. He'll be fine. <laughs> He's not going to miss it. So he's going to be okay. So unless you're weeping over his pockets being just a little bit lighter, it shouldn't matter to you. If, if Matt Rule sucks, he'll fire him yeah. whenever he wants to. And what he will do is just raise all the drinks in there by 50 cents. 1,000%. 1,000%. <laughs> so back to Hugh Jackson and Grambling. No, really. Uh, Deion Sanders just got the number one player in the country on early signing day. Yeah, and, according to some, to some well, people, yeah. yes. Uh, you, you, you and I feel similarly about uh, recruiting services. They're yes. uh, an imperfect science. But, yes, it is. Uh, no, but so. I mean, Travis Hunter, who, what did you think about, first of all, I love judging 17-year-old kids. Um, 
What did you think about his announcement? He's like throwing hats off the table. I don't blame it. Look, I'm all about the antics, baby. Are you? Oh, I love it because I never did it. Because you know those Georgia and Florida State fans, that's disrespectful. He didn't need to do that. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? No. As my as my man, <laughs> as my fa- as my man Deion Sanders would famously say, when I loved him on NFL primetime, ain't nobody care. <laughs> ain't nobody care. Ain't nobody care. Uh, All right. The only thing that Deion's done in a long time that irritated me was that whole call me coach bullshit to start the year. Other than that. Dion is all right by me. That dude, he's funny. He, hey, makes look, me, he makes me laugh. I got Dion right over there in my corner because I, I had to get an autograph sign thing because he's always been, and you can go to my mom and dad's uh, house, and in my bedroom growing up, I have a picture of Dion Sanders and with the Atlanta Braves, and then I also have him one when he was with the Atlanta Falcons. So, no, maybe the 49ers, but still. I've always looked at Dion as the greatest ever. And when it comes to cornerbacks and things of that nature, he's the one, all right? And what he's been able to do and go to Jackson State, get alumni to buy in, get more eyes. And he told these young men that, you know, when NIL crosses, I'm going to try and get you guys as much as I can, all right, that's legally possible. Yep. And we're going to do it the right way. And just, you know, making sure the guys got their name on the back of their jerseys. Like, little things. Like, and he's doing more than coaching. He's instilling confidence. He's teaching. He's helping young men grow that look like me and also don't look like me because he's accepting for everybody. He wants the best players. He's going to get the best team there. And it doesn't – you don't have to do it just their way. So I'm glad that this young man chose to go there. You know, I grew up on HBCU. My parents both went and graduated from HBCU. So that's all the football I knew growing up. So I thought I was going to be there because my dad played there. So um, not at Jackson State, but at Alabama State. Right. But um, it it was was very, very – it was – and Kyle, the best thing about it is, like, if you wanted attention – you wouldn't go into Florida State, you already been forgotten about. You'd have went to Alabama or one of these other schools. You'd have just been another kid in the cycle. But the fact that you chose to go to Jackson State and believe in the vision of what Dion is talking about and the way and learn from under him, the tutelage, you know what I mean, of not just playing corner, but also how to be a, a player in the NFL, what all the expected things are out there. Shoot, he brought in the Brittany Brenner, Brenner girl just to like tell you what the gr- thoughts is like. Hold, hold on, hold I'm on. I'm just now. telling we, you. We can't be giving him credit for that. You don't think that was inappropriate? I, I mean, at some point, it's kind of real. I, look, I don't doubt that for uh, a second. It's real. Is it not real? Well, I mean, there's not, there's not much about She's that. She's just girl trying to clean up her her life at this point, trying to recover. I mean, I was going to say, I don't, happened, know, I, don't, I don't know that real is the right word to describe her, and I don't know her, so she, I'm not going to sit up here slandering somebody I don't know. But I mean, you know, she has a kid by an NBA player. I mean, P.J. Washington, right yes, here in Charlotte. here in Charlotte. And, and, and went and got him in college, which she did. Yep. And then now has a baby by him. He's getting paid by him. Yep. And divorced him. What is it, 200 grand a month? Whatever it is. I don't even care. I'm just telling you, that happens, Kyle. That's absurd. So at least Dion is telling you, like, hey, look, this is blah, blah, blah. These are the things that happen. I'm at least telling you guys because some of you guys are going to be in this position one day where – this young woman 
who's very attractive, is going to get around your young guys that have some status or the ability to be able to make some money one day. And next you know, you put a baby in them and you pay in like, and for what? So I appreciate at least a coach and a grown man. That's like grown man stuff. That's grown man stuff. I know, I respect the cow, I'm, but it's real. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's it's it. Maybe it is inappropriate, but it's real. Well, hold, no, I wasn't even gonna say that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's an element of that. I'm not, you know me, I'm not offended by it. I just I can try to look at it from other people's perspectives. You know, people who might be a little bit more conservative than me. And I get uh, it. But no, the other thing I is just kind of sitting too. there being like, if you're Brittany Renner, like he's pointing at you saying, hey, stay away from this. You know, th- this is what I need you to stay away from. Like, you signed up for that, all right? Like, what what are you presenting yourself as if you're Brittany Renner? Like, that's I, – I don't know. The whole thing was was strange. But the, getting back to the the real point here, Travis Hunter choosing Jackson State is a great story to me. It's and a great story. I was blown away. And I, I'm not going to highlight a guy who I think sometimes is maybe seeking out this kind of attention. But, like, Doug Gottlieb got dragged yesterday on Twitter for talking about this. What did he say? He said on Twitter. Some people were like anti. Yes. That's the one thing. I'm like, why is anybody anti? Well, why do d- they care about what this young man does with his decision? Doug Gottlieb, said, Doug Gottlieb said, quote, Twitter celebrating a kid making an obvious mistake is hilarious. If anyone really thinks you're better off going to Jackson State to play football as a cornerback than going to play at Georgia, Florida State, or Texas A&M, you're certifiably insane or you're just not worthy of any realistic discussion because you can't take emotion out of it. Those schools have way more resources, far larger alumni bases, play at a much higher level of competition, and have much greater support in terms of academics, athletics, training, support, etc. You want to say it's about HBCUs. If Dion leaves tomorrow, is Travis Hunter staying? Of course not. It's nothing other than Dion and a gob of money. Is it racist because I don't think it's in the kid's best interest for his long-term future and i have 30 40 years of data to prove that i'm right end quote and i think he had more to say than just that um but i think they condensed it down into most of what he had to say on twitter and he was going back and forth to people all the time um i i don't know why this bothers some people i thought this is first of all this is exactly what Deion sanders went to jackson state to do was yes. to disrupt the power <laughs> yes, structure of college football yes um he felt like he should have been the head coach at florida state when he wasn't yeah. And, yes, you know, whether or not very that's, true. whether that's right or wrong, you know, that's how he feels. And he also wants to help lift an HBCU program to what he deems is relevance or, you know, being with the, the on, on the same stature as the power five. But like, why does this bother anyone? Because if that kid wants to go to Jackson State and he thinks this is a worthwhile pursuit of his and he wants to, as he put it, you know, make a sacrifice to pave the way for others who want to do something like this. Cool. Let him. Hope he has a good time. I hope he has a great career. Why do you care? Like, <laughs> cheer the kid on. It's his life. It's his decision. Why does this bother you? I good for know. him. I don't know. And and the thing is, Kyle, is you you're hitting it dead on. I'm like, why does this bother anybody else that this young man is making this best decision for him, his own self? Right. All right. That he wants to get the tutelage from Deion Sanders. Like. I, you don't think there all are people that in his stuff, life? Like, look, man, and also he will be able to build his own brand. This young man is more known now than he would have been anywhere else if he would have signed. If he would have just signed with Georgia, would, would he get the same what he has? And his own brand, he can build his own brand. Dion can help him do those things. I just think the opportunities are so much more. And the biggest thing is, is he just has to keep playing. Stay healthy, stay on the right path. Make sure you're hitting the weights right. Dion and those guys are going to push you. He's going to continue to bring in some more talent, more players. Not only that, but, I mean. But, Roman, it, it, think of the children. 
what are they going to do if we give them all this money? They might spend it <laughs> on toys and drugs and candy <laughs> and cars. Think of the children. Kyle, we live in a capitalistic country, bro, and the fact that people want to try to sit up here and complain about young men making money at sometimes some of these young men this is their biggest earning potential in time in their life okay some of these people this is this is it this is it this is it right. i don't think enough people understand that oh we'll get an education i'm like yeah that's cool that's fine do you know if the Ca- do you know if the, Ca- you know the cavender twins are good enough to play in the wnba do you know who is that okay cavender twins a uh, pair of twin girls blonde play at fresno state um, I believe they're still there, pretty sure. Um, but they're incredibly famous. They have a huge social media following. The twins that play at Fresno State. I've seen them on Instagram. And they're one of the big NIL success stories already. They've made gobs of money. I don't know if they're good enough to play in the WNBA. Looking at them, from what I know, I would guess maybe not. So to your point, this is it for them, potentially. <laughs> like, this is where yes. they're going to make all this their money. This is not just dudes. This is like all these college Why athletes. should they not be allowed to? Exactly. What is the difference between this and a gamer at a university that, 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 may, that wins hundreds of thousands of dollars playing because, Madden tournaments. Because it's disrupting the, this, the good old boy in old school That's systems. That's the answer. And, and, right? that, and that system knows And the power that. structure is like, oh, well, well you know, they're, they're kind of doing what they want. Now, what it really needs to happen, I'll tell you. Number one, I come from, and I said this the other day on Feinbaum, too. I was like, look. I'm from like I come from the place of Joker. Oh, I saw you. I, I saw you the other. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I want sometimes. Had, I'm cool with watching. On. Yeah, I'm cool with watching the world burn a little bit. I like it. All right. Some men want to. Yeah, exactly. Because after the Ed O'Bannon deal, they had a chance to to change, but they chose not to, and everybody got their pockets a lot more fatter. And so you chose violence. And so there we go. So yep. we opened up Pandora's box. I'm cool with people getting overpaid. And they're going to get whatever they can get. And what jumped out of that box? Roman. No doubt. I wish. I, don't, I can't go back in time. Sorry, I'm going to shut up now. There we go. But, <laughs> but seeing those things and, like, people want to hate and say what you can't make and this, that, and other, it's just it, it's, it doesn't make any sense to me. And these people have these great opportunities. And like I said earlier, that this is the, the opportunity where this is their time. Did you see Gene Chizik's tweet? Yes. First of all, I, I work with Chiz. I wish we talked about that on the air. You didn't? No, we didn't, because I didn't see it till after the show. So, oh, okay. So I just love that. So this, this is better now, too. Gene seems like a perfectly nice guy. I don't know Gene. But for Gene, first of all, when he, when he put the numbers out, and he said, you know, offensive lineman at Tennessee getting $50,000 each, families making $50,000 struggling to feed their families, you know, $200,000 education, but you got paid two hundred grand a month not to coach at Auburn. Okay, <laughs> your whole staff got paid eleven and a half million dollars to go away. Just pick a different fight. Like, you know pick, what I'm saying? Pick a different like, fight. Like he, he ain't complaining when the coaches uh, getting paid. No. You not? Why you not complaining then? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we, we got six. <laughs> we got six. <laughs> we got six hundred million dollars in dead money to coaches to not coach across yeah. college football over the last ten years. They ain't said a word. That's, That's what I'm telling you, Kyle. They all been sitting up getting their pockets fat. But this Kyle. West Virginia kid up here in Morgantown who gets a hot pocket, you know, endorsement for fifteen grand. What? That's that's gonna ruin. That's gonna be the ruination <laughs> of college athletics, huh? Kyle, it's crazy. Really? It, 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 really? Thank you. Thank you. Not only that, Kyle. When those kids yep. make those kids mm. make honor rolls. Or the kids all put it together and the coach and everybody, you guys go to a bowl game, they get a, a, like a million or so extra dollars, this bonus, or they make good grades. 
the coaches get paid off that. Absolutely. They ain't, they ain't even got nothing to do with that. No, they didn't do those homeworks. They did, the player didn't get paid off that. Why didn't the player get that money? He did the homework. See? That's what I'm saying. Leave these people alone. Let them make money. Like, it, it, I think all, all, all this is is that they've stopped you from slapping their hands away when they reach out to get their own money. They're not asking for yours. Now, they might get it eventually because this is probably going to be professionalized at some point. Um, and I, I do think that's where it's inevitably headed to a certain extent. Well, and I think your conference is probably driving it there more than anybody else. Well, number one, our, our my conference is it's an arms race. I blame you. There's no doubt about it. It's an arms race. But the – it, that's going to work itself out. I'm cool with it. Eventually, the market's going to set itself. Oh, absolutely. And guys are going to be able to get certain deals. And I like that the rules still say, excuse me, that the school cannot just specifically offer a kid money. Right. I but like that. You as have to keep we that. know, it's not that hard to facilitate it. First of all, it's never been that hard to facilitate Correct. anything. Correct. So, okay. I'm saying is let's just not pretend at all. All right. And Jimbo Fisher said it best to find bomb yesterday. He said these NIL deals have been going on for decades, for a long time. Just we didn't talk about it. Nobody told nobody. That's <laughs> what he said. He said nobody told nobody. You know what I mean? They've been going on a long time. So, all I'm saying is for that stuff and the new stuff, let's, let's nobody pretend anymore. Right? There's money changing hands. And everybody's getting some now. So, let's be cool with it. Let's be fine with it. Everybody it, adapt. Figure out thing, what works yes. best for you. And so the thing that bothers me is when I hear like, oh, it's going to ruin the small schools. I'm like, bro, look. Seriously? The small schools need to get more creative. I'm so tired of everybody always complaining about what other people don't have, what other people have versus what I do not have, instead of trying to figure out a way to close that gap. Well, time out. But I would say this first and foremost. I think yesterday was another example of how, yeah, they, I guess, need to get creative. But there are ways now more so than ever – or more so than before, for these small programs to make a big leap. First of all, a program with an $8 million overall athletics budget yesterday just beat out Florida State for the number one recruit in the nation. Yes. So that happened. Now they needed Dion to do it, but they had him. Then look at uh, Coastal Carolina. If you don't know the story of Coastal Carolina, their head coach now is Jamie Chadwell. The head coach before that was Joe Moglia, who was the former CEO of TD Ameritrade, who had, in his 50s, after making millions and millions of dollars, said, man, I think I want to coach college football. I'm going to go learn how. Yep, when Oklahoma came. Then he did. And he became the head coach of Coastal Carolina. They won a bunch of games. He's a very wealthy man, and now he's the uh, CEO of the Coastal Carolina football program. <laughs> you don't think that man can, can continue to infuse a whole lot of resources and keep building that program out there in Myrtle Beach? Um, of course, they seem to be doing really well. The built bar guy at BYU, the one who paid for all the walk ons to be on yeah. full rides. He plans to do that for every his like world domination plan is to do that for every Who's program in America. Built bars. That's what the pro the, the product is. Protein bar. Uh, so he did this for BYU. He's an he alum. Did. I saw and that. he's given him gobs of money. And he says he thinks this will lift the overall you know level of the program. And he wants to do it for every college football program in America. Ultimately, now he won't get there, but. He's probably going to get to a lot of them. And so this is going to keep happening. All it takes is one deep-pocketed booster who really likes football. That's who wants, it. Who wants to make a change. <laughs> that's it. And he probably can. Kyle, that's it. That's it. That's literally it, bro. So, yeah, there have been some power structures threatened here. You know, that, that, that is – and for me, that's the thing that I'm so cool with is, is like – And really just rattled. I mean, some of yeah, these power structures have, have come down. And look, and look when I hear – when I hear Dabo complain, it just comes off as just like 
Can I say, uh, my computer died. I was going to say. Charlie, Charlie, uh, Charlie Brown's teacher, you know, just like, wah, 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 So wah. my only thing about Dabo is. And I like Dabo personally. I do too. But he's wearing, he's wearing on me a little bit. The thing about Dabo is. Because Clemson, for the first time, had their infrastructure, like, sh- shook, shook, shaken, beat up a little bit. Yes. All right. They have. Now they need to make real changes, whole like wholesale. Now guys are transferring. Uh, look, the transfer portal is the only thing that I feel like needs to have any kind of tweak. All right, go ahead and say your whole thing about. No, I, I, I'm and with I you. Will, I, I'll tell you mine. I do also. My, my gener- I generally tweak. like Dabo, like you. Um, the fa- there, a big reason why I feel that way is because any time that he said something or you know people have jumped on him for things, and I mean serious stuff, his guys have his back. Right, his players have his back. His former players have his back. That speaks volumes to me. That when your players will publicly come to your defense as often as his guys do, that tells me that you know his players feel some kind of way about him. So that's a good thing. Um, I think he said some things that don't make sense, and I said he. I think he said some things that feel yeah a little bit antiquated, but that's his perspective, and he's allowed to have it. Um, but the, the thing he said about you know tampering and adults manipulating young men, it's not new. It's not new. <laughs> that, that aspect of this is not new. We can still be upset about it, but let's just not present it as if it's new or a product of, you know, NIL. It's not new. It's just a different kind of thing. Players, yes. have, been having, players have had handlers and agents and go-betweens and bag men. I mean, th- these are, nothing's new. That was grown men manipulating young men. That's what that was. So this isn't new. Like, you might not like the way it's done now, but it's still happening, and it's still the very definition of, of what you're – so just come on. And when you say it's about education, you and I talked about this before too. <laughs> I have been on that side of it, you know, when I was in grad school. I was a graduate teaching assistant, you know, it, with the, the athletes that were in our department. Kyle, but, we never talk about education No, when I'm on TV on the network. No, you don't. The, and you Unless know what, one of us throw it out there. It's the most fundamental reason <laughs> that any of this exists, which is the, the obviously ironic and crazy thing about it. But, like, come on. We, we know that there are some bright guys out there on the football field. There are some dudes that go there to take full advantage of the opportunities. And, yeah, it requires hard work and, and commitment and a want to to get through a lot of these programs. But we also know what the major football factories have done over the years to herd athletes into, you know, majors that produce nothing, that don't offer them any opportunities, that don't encourage them to network and take advantage of, you know, resources on campus. They schedule classes around practice, and that's all that matters. Like, don't pretend that you've always been ensuring that the education that you're touting as the ultimate compensation, that you've actually, you know, gone out of your way to give it to these guys. And let's be real about it, too. Like, you bring some of these guys on campus. There are players that we know that have left campuses that read on a third-grade level. That's not okay. Now, Kyle, I will will never admit to that, Kyle. You don't have to. It's on TV. We've seen it. Oh, which one? Brian Gumbel did a story on it on HBO (laughs) Real Sports, man. Like, yeah. So so don't tell me that, like, like Dabo said, you know, it's like education doesn't matter anymore. Come on, buddy. Like, People, some people take education very seriously, but let's not pretend that, like you just said, that we're, t- we're breaking down the educational aspects of Texas A&M on Saturday morning. We're not doing that. We never have. This has always no, been about and football and No, money. it's all about football. It's always been about football That's and That's it. And stop the pearl clutching, and let's, not, let's stop talking about the dean's list and graduation rates now that you're uncomfortable. Even though the coaches get paid off of that. Huh? The coaches get bonuses off of that. Well, right. 
So, but guys are uncomfortable now I, because things are different. And I like it. I like that the power structure is kind of getting mixed up and they're trying to change some things up and do some things. So, Kyle, I, I'm enjoying where this college space is going. You like it. That I do. I really do. And a lot of people are uncomfortable. But I think it's awesome. I, I would love to see how more and more teams – like, nobody complained when all of a sudden Texas has a top five recruiting class. Nobody said anything. Why? Because it's a big money school. Yep. And nobody's mad about that. And that fits the narrative, right? Sure. Yeah. Fits the narrative. Fits the narrative. And then all of a sudden you get one thing that's out of whack. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It Hold has up. to be because. Hold up. How'd they get him? Yeah. You know? How'd they get him? And then I, I just love that. I heard uh, – I listened to Dion this morning on uh, uh, Max Kellerman, Jay Will, and Keyshawn. He did an interview. And, they, you know, and Jay Will asked him, like, you know, how'd y'all get him? Like, everybody's saying this. And, you know, you're hearing things. And Dion was like, bro, he's like, what money? We ain't got no money. <laughs> we ain't got no money. <laughs> he, said, he said, people want to just kind of make up these things and uh -huh. say whatever they want to say. When what it really is, we we beat they butt in recruiting. Yep. And he wanted to come here. Yep. But that's because the, the, he can, the young man can relate. And you know what's funny about it, too? Is that and, and, you know, not all young people are going to just love the big, fancy Taj Mahal buildings. Sometimes it's about what's in those buildings. Oh, yeah. And the people that you're around and who you can relate with. And you're going to spend the next three to four years there to get better as not only just a football player, but as a man and a human being too. And if you have a certain vibe, you go with that vibe. I chose Alabama over Auburn because Auburn had Russell Athletic, bro. And I wanted <laughs> Nike, okay? You can't just sit up here and say it's like, oh, it's this, or hold on, they hold had on. these murals and it's that, weight room. Everybody has their own opinion. That made me think of something. We, ha we have to do this before we, get, before we wrap up. Did you see the, uh, you said Russell. Did you see the starter jacket that Cam was wearing on Sunday? No. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show it to you. But you know the, the old starter pullover jackets, all the teams? Love them. Hot back in the day, right? Love them. So I, I started talking about this on the show yesterday. The Miami Dolphins was fire. This thing is slick, Rome. I mean, of all, I, I, you know, me and Cam in our wardrobe sense, we don't relate on a whole lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. This right here? Hot. Hold on. Look at this. Look at this thing right here. White pullover. Panther starter jacket. I swipe to the left, I believe, and you'll see a different – I think you'll see the back of it. How nice is that thing? All right, so I'm going to let you get back in front of the microphone. That's slick, right? Bro, that was like one of them starter jackets I wanted. You couldn't get you one couldn't of those. You couldn't get those things, You right? couldn't even get those, no, dog. So I, I, I'm, they, we looked. It's like 200 bucks, which is not bad. But I get into it yesterday. I'm like, that has to be the most iconic sports merchandise of my lifetime. That is the the straight pullover because I had to zip up because I couldn't get the pullover pullover. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yes, I know. It's like I know. like to have the pullover pullover was because like when they got really hot, you couldn't find them. No, they were you couldn't. The, you they're flying off the shelves. Right? No, you couldn't get them. Right. You couldn't get them. And so like I'm arguing, or you had like a terrible team. So I bring yeah, right. So I bring <laughs> this up yesterday, and I'm like this these, these things are iconic, man. And some guys like they're, they're, those things aren't fucking iconic. They sell them at Walmart, dummy. And I'm like, wait a minute, because it's a Walmart brand. And I was like, okay, okay, I don't know how old you are. But it became a Walmart brand like 10 years ago. Second of all, who gives a shit? Third of all, you know, back then, 
Dudes were getting fights over those things. You'd get Man. jumped and somebody'd steal your starter jacket if you weren't careful. Man, you couldn't leave your starter jacket nowhere, bro. Swiped. That jump was gone. Gone. Right. Gone. So you back could then, not leave a starter and jacket. And one of the hottest Hornets, you know, starter pullovers back then because of the color scheme. Yes, it's was, all about color scheme. Was the Charlotte Hornets. It wasn't even all about it, it was the Hornets. The Hornets was a hot color Dude, scheme. I mean, hot yes. color scheme. So that when I saw a lot that, of teams, I mean, that's how most teams were like rec- like the yeah. starter jacket was about color scheme. Starter jackets and NBA jam. That's, that was that was the deal. Starter yeah. jackets and NBA Jam. That is very true. Those things were hot, man. Very very true. That I'm, was a great call, wasn't it? By Cam. It was that all White no, Panthers is heat. I gotta find one. That's heat. I would love one of those. Right. Guys. I would rock that. They, and if not, if they somebody's crazy, if they don't start making those, I, I would love to find one. Right. I have to might have to go on eBay. Or all right. What's the score of this game? Oh, LA, ooh, Kansas City losing. Kansas City's losing. Ooh. Fourteen, 14 to, to ten. Look, it's always tough on Thursday nights. Yeah. It's always a tough game. It's always uh, just, never as pretty as you think. It never feels right. Like, I mean, it's, you know, football's on, so we'll watch it. But it, hey, man, it's I always, will always watch football, so. All right, but but tell the truth. Some of this argument broke out, I saw with some guys on Twitter earlier, right? Oh, you're, you you're back, Twitter fingers. You're, you're back in college football now. More fun product. College football, NFL. It depends on who's playing in college. But – Stack them up. Primetime, great game, both. Which one's more fun? Uh, probably, I mean, NFL's a better product. You think so? NFL's a better product. Well, it's better football. Yeah, better football. Okay, that's right. Well, yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying. So, but there's nothing like a home field advantage in college. Right. In that so, and that's what I meant. Like, there's just nothing like that. And The and electricity look, at those events. I, also, and also, like, the upset of a college football it's is not all, right. One hundred percent. There is no upset in in NFL. Like there, anybody can lose. It's any given Sunday. Because I, I you know, I, I talk to a lot of my it's friends. Not like a true, like oh my gosh, I can't believe how they beat you. Like no, I, I watch games good. for work. You watch games and film for work. But I talk to my buddies about it. And what I find, listen, what I find from them is, to that point, they'll say, "Well, I'll watch my favorite team in the NFL every week." And I'll watch the big prime time games between good teams. Mm-hmm. But you know, you can't interest me in a. Uh, Bengals Browns game on a Sunday afternoon at one o'clock. Like that, they're not into that. But they'll sit down, they'll gamble on random college football games all day, that sort of thing. So yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. The the NFL season's been weird, but it's been uh, it's been a pretty good one. Been a pretty good one. Why has it been weird? Kyle? I don't know. We don't have time to get into it. We'll talk about it next time. <laughs> I don't have time for it. I'm tired. I, I get sleep. it. Get some rest, Kyle. It is okay. I love you. I hate your computer die, bro. Sorry, right. but We'd probably still be talking all, about stuff in, like until midnight if it didn't die. It's okay. It's okay. We're gonna we'll finish it later, bro. All right, we'll hey. talk to you next time. For Roman Harper, I'm Kyle Bailey. Signing off. Work hard. Be nice to each other.